Hello, everybody, and welcome to the February 10th, 2021 edition of Peaceful Globalist Review. I'm your host, the Peaceful Globalist, Ephraim Josine. And ladies and gentlemen, I know I said yesterday I wasn't going to focus too much on the second Trump impeachment, but then I saw Trump's uh, legal defense. It's, I believe, 48 minutes in length, and it was done by a fellow named Bruce Cantor, <laughs> who hopefully demanded some money down. I'm not even going to comment on this. Here's a compilation about two minutes long of his best moments that aired on MSNBC last night. I think it says everything you need to know about this man. Bruce Castor. I am the lead prosecutor, lead um, counsel for the 45th president of the United States. I was assistant DA for such a long time, I keep saying prosecutor, but I do understand the difference. Oh, thank God. Very relatable, happens to all of us. On the thing you put the needle down on and you play it. And uh, here's little Bruce, eight, nine, ten years old, listening to this back in the late 60s. There isn't a member in this room who has not used the term, I represent the great state of fill in the blank. Why? Because they're all great. I know you aren't allowed to talk, but I don't see either one of them jumping up and saying I'm wrong about that. There are certainly others probably that are a smaller country that lasted for less time that I don't know about off the top of my head. I saw a headline, Representative So-and-So seeks to walk back comments about, I forget what it was, something that bothered her. Instead of floodgates, I was going to say originally it will release the whirlwind, which is a I subsequently learned since I got here that that particular phrase has already been taken, so I figured I'd better change it to floodgates. No one alive had ever lived through a presidential impeachment. Not unless some of you are 150 years old. Senators sometime in the past realized that you can't do that because you passed a rule, a rule that says, hey, you can't do that. Wait, really? So that's why it's flawed. I don't want to steal the thunder from the other lawyer, but Nebraska, you're going to hear, is quite a judicial thinking place. Nobody says it that plainly, but unfortunately I have a way of speaking that way. Well, Your Honor, we've got plenty of hearsay and conjecture. Those are kinds of evidence. Your Honor, okay, okay, the last one was Lionel Hutz from The Simpsons. It was not actually uh, <laughs> Bruce Carter. Or Bruce Cantor, sorry. Um, although, truth be told, I think Lionel Hutz might have been a better lawyer than this man was. Nebraska is a judicial thinking place, indeed. Make no mistake. Although, you know what? You know what? You know what? I think we should say fair is fair. My mic keeps peeking. Okay, I think I fixed it. Uh, <laughs> I think Lionel Hutz would have actually been a better lawyer. And mind you, Donald Trump has gone through so many lawyers throughout this case that it is absolutely amazing. And I think this is how Cantor introduced himself. 
All right, gentlemen, I'll take your case. But I'm going to have to ask for a $1,000 retainer. $1,000? But your ad says no money down. Oh, they got this all screwed up. So you don't work on a contingency basis? No, money down. Oops, shouldn't have this bar association logo here either. But you know what? Donald Trump, at the very least, he may get convicted. He might also get a smoking monkey. Now, Marge, you've come to the right place. By hiring me as your lawyer, you also get this smoking monkey. Better cut down there, Smokey. <laughs> Mr. Hutz. Look, he's taking another Okay, I know what some of you are going to say, by the way. Ephron, why aren't you taking this defense more seriously? That's because there's nothing to take seriously in it. There is nothing in this defense that is in the slightest bit worth taking seriously. Not a single thing. This flipped the vote of Republican Senator Bill Cassidy in favor of moving towards the trial. And even John Conyer admitted the fence was absolutely atrocious. I don't take this seriously because this is not worth taking seriously. This is the, this is the legal team flailing in the wind. And that's what it should be seen as. Anyway, press secretary Jen Psaki was asked about school reopenings at a press conference yesterday. Here is what she had to say. And I should note that her goal is truly nonsensical. Just, just watch. Goal is opening up schools swiftly and safely. Mm -hmm. Could you help us understand what the White House is or what the president's definition of open schools is? Does it mean teachers in classroom teaching students in classroom? Or does it just mean kids in classroom with a remote screen? Help us understand. Sure. His goal that he set is to have the majority of schools, so more than 50%, open uh, by day 100 uh, of his presidency. And that means uh, some teaching in classrooms. So at least one day a week, hopefully it's more. And obviously it is as much as is safe in each school and local district. When you say some teaching, that's the, you didn't use the same majority qualifier there. You just have to have some teaching in school, some teachers in school, not the majority of teachers in school and the majority of classrooms. Well, teaching at least one day a week um, in the majority of schools by day 100. Okay, and that's in-person teaching? In-person teaching, yes. School reopening, you'll notice, has essentially become this sort of dogma among not just Republicans like it was originally, but also among Democrats. That's why we're seeing Lori Lightfoot just demand that you bow to the god of school reopening, that teachers' unions stop worrying about the safety of teachers. Now, you'd, you'd, say, you'd, for, you'd almost forget, listening to how Lori Lightfoot's been talking about teachers' unions, you'd almost forget, first off, that she's been very pro-union her entire political career, and second off, that teachers are kind of needed for the school to function. Just, just saying. For that matter, what's this talk about Biden's goals? I thought Joe Biden was going to listen to the science. Now he's saying that the science is going to, coincidentally, guys, fall in favor of school reopening. Specifically, half of all schools reopening at least one day a week by the 100th day of his presidency. That's just coincidentally, that's really specific for where the science falls. 
Sounds like that's not science, but Biden's political agenda, truth be told. Um, and we've seen, by the way, the claims of scientific reopening on this podcast before. First off, any Democratic area that would actually implement the proper measures would not um, even reopen in the first place. Any place that would reopen is not going to implement those measures. You really think Ron Sanchez in Florida or Brian Kemp in Georgia or whoever the South Dakota governor is, the woman who banned Native Americans from creating their own health checkpoints. You really think that they're going to put adequate distancing and proper masking and all that and require those in school? What happens if the kids don't listen? What happens if one student doesn't listen? That could spread COVID all throughout the school if you're not careful. And little and kids, especially ones who aren't going to listen to requirements during a pandemic, are not exactly the definition of careful, if you catch my drift. I should also note, by the way, that this model of 50% of schools opening at least one day a week, that, that's actually not very impressive. From the start, from the start of the 2020-2021 school year, Already between 20 and 30% of schools were already using a hybrid model. So Biden essentially entered already being halfway there. And more and more schools have started using it. And by the way, I just want to note this at least one day a week thing. I still stand by that being utter nonsense. Here is my deal. Here is my deal. To any school district that truly believes COVID is not a problem, who wants their schools to reopen, actually reopen the schools then. Don't do these half measures like hybrid learning or even what Sanchez was doing, where he was giving students fully online options while also blasting people who want schools closed as modern flat earthers. Um... You know, don't do that. Enforce the truancy laws that have been on the books for centuries now and bring the police to students' houses. Bring the police to the house of students who do not want to go back to school because they're afraid of COVID-19 and force them back. When you do that, I will think you're insane, but at the very least, I'll think you believe this. They don't believe this. They don't believe this. Hybrid model essentially means I don't actually believe in reopening, but it would be good for politics if I reopen. That is the politicization of science that I thought Biden was running against. No, the only reason any school is doing hybrid models is not because they're beneficial to stop the spread of COVID, it's not because they're beneficial to the children, it's because, it's because it looks better politically to have a hybrid model as opposed to a fully remote model. That's the only reason it's being done. I'm going to guarantee you that right now. Because again, if you actually believe it was safe to reopen, pull the bandage off and reopen. If you are not pulling the bandage off and reopening, you by definition believe it's not safe to reopen, so why then does it become safe to do these half measures? You know, there's no halfway catching COVID-19. You either caught it or you haven't. If, if you could catch, I don't know, COVID nine and a half, 
<laughs> then, okay, maybe these half measures would make some sense. But no, you can only catch COVID-19 or you don't catch COVID-19. There's no COVID-9 and a half that might be caught, but it's not actually that bad. It's the common cold, folks. <laughs> In the words of Rush Limbaugh, that you could catch if you do a hybrid model. No. No. This is nonsensical. Well, don't you guys see? Um, if you are only going to school one day a week, then you haven't actually caught COVID-19. You've caught it one-fifth of COVID-19. You've caught COVID-3.8, okay? And then, if only half of the schools are reopened, like Jen Psaki said they should be, then you've caught COVID-1.9. That's one-tenth as bad as COVID-19, people. You've only caught COVID 1.9. <laughs> no! It's either full COVID 19 or COVID 0. You don't catch anything in between that, Jen. These half measures are not doing anything in the slightest. There's no evidence, by the way, that they do anything to stop the spread of COVID that wouldn't be achieved if we just continue doing fully remote schooling. And for that matter, if you want to make a mental health argument, there's no evidence that it's particularly better than, full re than remote as well. No matter what, remote is still essentially the same as hybrid. And at that point, why not just do fully remote? Why not just demand fully remote until the virus is over with? That's, that's the only thing the only thing that could actually solve the problem. Instead, no, we're going to continue doing these half measures. Just continue doing these half measures for as long as possible. And then get surprised when COVID comes back in some form. Because that's what's going to happen. We're already seeing mutations take place in the United Kingdom. Where, by the way, the UK government was comically inept at handling it. Boris Johnson was the first one to propose herd immunity, and they actually had a program called Eat Out to Help Out, where the government would give you money for going outside. And you should know how well Boris Johnson's policies worked by the fact that he himself caught COVID-19. I'm not joking. He caught COVID-19 before demanding that we don't do anything about COVID-19, and after demanding that we don't do anything about COVID-19. Same thing with Donald Trump. You know who hasn't caught COVID-19, I should note? Joe Biden. Joe Biden's never caught COVID-19. Wonder if there's a connection there. Hmm. No, this is obviously pure nonsense. This is not a time for half measures. Okay, there are some times in politics where you can do half measures. Right now is not one of those times. As of right now, it's either all or nothing. It's nerf or nothing, as they used to say. The other side is, doesn't want to do half measures. You really think they're fine with hybrids? You really think they're fine with what Biden's laying out? No. So either we do everything we can, okay? Or the other side gets to do essentially everything they can with little resistance besides maybe some guy yelling stop. That's what's going to be the end result, okay? And there's going to be a lot of spread in the process and probably a few deaths in the process. But hey, at the very least, we appease this dogma of school reopening. 
this dogma that we must all sacrifice ourselves to, that we must defy common sense to appease. Let me just say, I'm really happy this president is listening to the science. Anyway, after how he and I got in the last segment, I really don't feel like there's anything I can do to build on that, so I'm just going to call it quits here. I am Ephraim, and good night.